0: Thank you for listening to Recyclables. I really appreciate it. If you want to support the program, the best way to do that is to like, subscribe, and share. Uh, the next best way is to make a donation either through the Acast app or at our Patreon, which is just Patreon forward slash Recyclables Until next time, thank you. Uh, let's, let's. This is Recyclables. Yeah, I don't know when I'll actually start, but that was good. This is Recyclables. This is my podcast. Harriet, right we away. We had
1: all the official guests for, j- like, 15 seconds,
0: <laughs> and uh, then Harriet fucked right <laughs> off. <laughs> I'll probably keep it in this time. No, she's in the... No, 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 no. I'll wait until she's in News stuff because that's hers. We don't support Harriet's views. We don't platform people, even... No, we, that's
1: why she's never in yeah, the
0: podcast. Yeah. All right, so this is Recyclables. <laughs>
2: uh,
0: my podcast... I'm your host, Patrick Thomas Perkins, and this is my podcast, uh, where I bring my friends along with me on my journey to be less trashy. We we tend to I, I don't remember what the tagline is to my own damn podcast. It's recyclables. Yeah,
1: do you have a tagline?
0: It's it's recycl well it's just it's recyclables. We're not trashy. That's the there we go there we go. Our not trashy friend today is Rochelle Cody. Hi.
1: It's Cody. So rude, <laughs> so rude. And then we have the lovely Nova with us
2: today. Hi, I'm Miss Nova Starlust. Oh
0: my gosh. Nova is... Oh, sorry. Yeah, I thought Star-lust? you had Nova. No, yeah.
2: Starlust? No, Starlust?
1: That's <laughs> a hell of is, a Is name. that the porn mo- version of the movie slash book Stardust? Uh, it can be. Because I'm kind of into that. I'm know? just a huge
2: nerd and I really like astrology, so uh, mm. that's where that came from. I, was I, like,
0: I thought it was like a Ziggy Stardust, at least non-to-it, if well, not an homage. Okay,
2: that sounds way cooler. Let's go with that.
0: Okay. Oh, I, I think yours
2: works, too. <laughs> I,
0: I like, and I like Stardust. It's a good, it's a good movie to go to sleep to. And yep. I don't mean that Robert in De
1: Niro's so delightful in that He movie. is. And they're
0: so, everyone hands it up so well. Oh, like, yeah. Michelle oh.
1: Pfeiffer was great in it, too.
0: That movie is probably as old as my friendship with, uh, Nova, actually. I think we've known each other for, I, I don't know the exact time, like a decade at least. I feel like, if I've known you as long as I've been doing stand-up, and I have.
2: It's been about eight years. At least? Okay. Yeah. Like, eight or nine years
0: uh and we we've... in full
2: disclosure i just met nova okay okay i'm new to this i've known and to, and
0: to, <laughs> and to establish timelines officially i think i've known Rochelle like seven or eight i've um, known you longer for no, sure no
1: yeah i met you in 2015 because that's when i moved out here
0: okay okay so there everybody knows the timelines we're all clear okay good who's a variant of what i haven't actually seen loki but i think that joke lands <laughs> Uh, Nova and I, uh, Nova, you currently work, I don't want to, I don't want to use your words. What do you do? What the fuck do you do? No. Oh, um, <laughs> Sorry, that's not normally how I talked again.
2: Oh, it's all good. Um, I am a professional dominatrix here in Portland, Oregon, and I, uh. That's mostly what I do right now. I also help out with some kink events like running door, doing tastings, things like that. But I'm uh, heavily involved in the kink community and I'm expanding into doing some educational content.
0: Sweet. Uh, As me... someone
2: who's so boring that they're imitation vanilla, what does tasting? mean? Hold on, mean? hold on.
0: Let's put, let's put right <laughs> up at the top a, a pearl discussion is advised for this portion of the episode, the interview portion. Uh, Pearl, you would probably benefit more from the next segment about uh, Mr. Kristoff. Just yes. so Just so well, we, we know we have a younger viewer. I like to at least acknowledge upfront, yeah. like, probably not going to be your episode. And I really like the phrase, Pearl, discretion is advised.
1: Well, and I think <laughs> if we do have any younger listeners, maybe have your parents listen to this beforehand. Yeah,
0: because we can, there's yeah. definitely things. I I've mean, already
1: gotten in trouble for telling my niece about sex too soon. So I don't want to be on another shit list. I'm,
0: I'm the parent that has said hey i assume you're already having sex and you're just not telling us so how do i deal with that whereas everyone else is the parent that's like don't have sex i feel like i'm ahead of the curve at least like like eventually i can guide the other parents because there's my my child is dating another child now yeah and and they're both teenagers so it's it's inevitable that they've at least fooled around but none of the other parents want like every mission is to stop that and i'm like You were teenagers. Yeah,
2: it's going to happen. Uh, You can either accept that it happens and just teach them about safety and consent. Or you You can can ignore it and, you know, maybe be an early grandparent.
1: (laughs) Or further isolate your child so that they seek out the information on their own. My sister walked in on me and my boyfriend making out in the living room when I was in high school. So she went upstairs and immediately told my parents who were falling asleep. So my dad came down the stairs in his tiny whitey underwear and just like some crown royal on the rocks and just sat and talked with my boyfriend for like 20 minutes. And like,
0: that's a it's move. not as that's, shitty that's as a... like the
1: shotgun. <laughs> like it's nowhere. It's like the passive aggressive version of like getting out your shotgun. No, that's
0: good. That's I, mean, but I, <laughs> I feel like that's the level that's appropriate. Like I feel like if I, if I caught them making out in the room, I would still be like, look guys. I'm not making out in my room. You don't get a make out in my room. Like, like right. so I, I feel like it's it's fair to establish boundaries as to like.
1: I don't want to see that. Okay, yeah. I, I don't. I, I don't want to see my kids make out if I ever have kids.
0: I I, see yeah. That. I don't. Make I don't want to. I don't want to walk in on some of the things it does. I, I actually, yeah. <laughs> he was he was at my room the other day and I distinctly opened the door and was like, this is going to be, like, I'm very accepting. I just don't want to find out this is how he's into something. You can tell me you're into something mm-hmm. and that's different than me having to participate in any fashion. And stumbling upon it is a f- participation, if involuntary. Well, I
2: mean, that's a really good starting point for talks about consent, too. You yeah. know, hey, yeah. like, you know, I yeah, boundaries and consent go hand in hand. Just be like, yeah, I, I don't want to i don't consent to seeing you do those things uh so just don't do that in my room yeah. <laughs> like wait until you're somewhere else
0: I've, I've tried to personally so i advocate for this teaching consent like as early as possible especially because i have a boy like they're, they're the kind of the problem so it's always been my <laughs> my philosophy that like no you need to make sure permission is your top focus like you can You can get better skill-wise, but you Mm -hmm. need to understand. It's not a deal. It's not a, like, if I give you... I mean, sometimes it's a deal. If I give you X amount of money, can I see your panties? But, like...
1: (laughs) Yeah, but that needs to be an even deal. Yeah. And there needs to not be coercion involved. Yeah. Like, I think one of my big problems when I started becoming sexually active in high school, I didn't really understand that I could say no. And then when I did end up starting to say no... I didn't know how to handle a lot of the emotional manipulation that would go along with it. And I just find that so unfortunate that, like, we don't have those frank conversations. We were talking about this earlier. When people are talking about critical race theory, they're losing their shit. And it's like, that's getting taught in college. Yeah. Like, if you're going to talk, if we're going to bring that down to a kid's level, it's going to mean reading books about the history of these groups that have, have been constantly marginalized. And in the terms of sex ed, people think that if you're teaching sex ed to a kindergarten, it's like, oh, so wow. here's a, here's a dildo. Here's how you fist. All this kind of stuff. And it's like, no, we're talking about body parts. We're talking about what they do. We're talking about how to keep them clean. We're yeah. talking about who is or is not okay to touch them. Yeah. What to say in those situations, <clears throat> who you need to go to if someone touches you inappropriately.
2: I think that's a really interesting point to make, too, because children that do have early sexual education on you know like these are your body parts and you know like here's how you say no and you know that's what this is that's inappropriate for other people to be doing that or you know this is for private time things like that is a really good prevention for you know a child being exploited by uh, somebody they know or someone they don't know
0: it's this weird trap that we put people in where like if you don't know that you're being abused then you can't cry out. If you don't know yeah. what's being done wrong to you, then you don't know that something's being done wrong to you. It's a weird thing where if we don't talk about it, it also creates that environment. I think part of the problem is that we sort of, we're so sexualized and rape cultured as a as a society that rape culture. That sounds like
1: the worst yogurt. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The like ra- the worst yogurt. It's rape cultured.
0: Uh, it's not delicious it
1: makes you eat it yeah oh i'm sorry but, i went dark but my, i went dark my
0: point is that it's hard for people to see conce- people who exist in that framework but can't acknowledge it i think it's hard for them to because they can't admit that that's what their society is about the idea of teaching kids about sex immediately jumps to this thing you can't admit to yourself yeah so you're like the idea to them that teaching consent is as simple as, like, oh, I don't want a hug right now. Or I don't, I don't, I want my own yeah. space. That's inconceivable to them because they know, well, I'm supposed to submit to a hug if a man asks. We oh, I have
2: to give grandma a kiss every time I see her. Yeah. Things like that. Yeah. And no, I, you, you don't have to give grandma a kiss. Grandma can fuck off if yeah. she wants you. Sorry. I'll grandma.
0: No. I don't know what language
2: I'm allowed to use. We're, we're pro- you can swear all you want. Okay. We're, you swear. We're, we're, we're
0: both pro-grandma-fucking and we're pro-swear on this podcast. <laughs> okay. Excellent, good to know. <laughs> I mean, I, I don't want to speak for Rochelle. Maybe Rochelle is against grandma fucking. Maybe you're... <sighs> Are you a gilf? Are you a member of the gilf club? I carry. I I, care. I mean, I
1: technically I have grandchildren, but it's not because I physically have grandchildren. Just all my friends in college
2: were my grandchildren because I acted like a grandma. Don't. So I am a grandma. I have a really great story about converting someone to um, the religion that is gilf. Gilfdom.
0: Go ahead. No, <laughs> yeah. no, no, we're pro. We're pro. Okay, so that. We're, we're pro tangents. This so might be
2: like a really good segue into how we met, too. So um, I was working at an adult store um, back in 2014 And I had this um, younger gentleman come in, and he was just very nervous, like, you know, and having a... Having a woman behind the counter or someone that presents as a woman behind the counter can be, like, really jarring for a lot of men that come into those establishments. Because, especially if they have questions or anything like that, because then it's, like, a double embarrassment. There's there's shame, Um, and then there's... Yeah, so I could tell he was having kind of a hard time, so I was just like, hey, you know, is there anything I can help with? I'm not here to judge, you know, that's, like, you are not going to have any of the weirdest things to say that I've heard today i guarantee it so once he kind of settled down and realized you know i'm not gonna like laugh at him or you know be weird about it uh he he was just telling me you know oh i don't have a lot of experience you know and that's really Mm -hmm. embarrassing my friends make fun of me for not i'm not even sure if i'm really into porn all this other stuff and i'm just like okay well i mean you don't have to force yourself to do anything you don't want to and that right there, like, he, you could just, like, see this tension kind of, like, melt away. He's like, oh, shit. Young, young yeah. Like, he didn't, like, message. even, like, he didn't even know that he had the option to say no to participating in sexuality, especially as, you know, like, a, a man in um, American culture. Like, you know, it's kind of put on to you, like, you know, you have to be, like, very uh, sexually virile and um, aggressive and all this stuff, and he just didn't want any part of
0: that part of part of rape culture is you're told it's okay to be a rapist yeah and so then you're
2: almost told that that's
1: like Men can't help while I themselves. themselves. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm
0: shrugging while I say that, not that in the in my usual fashion of I I oftentimes do bodily gestures that are important. To yeah, the or things, just like just you know, say... <laughs> you're
2: not you're not um, really a man if you don't have a, a ton of sexual yeah. desire, which is bullshit. Sorry,
0: I didn't mean to interrupt because I, I was going to say I've talked about it before. The first time I had sex, like sex, 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 was with a dude.
2: Penetrative sex. Yeah, because
0: yeah. I had been dating a woman for a while, and she was like, "We can have sex, but only if you say you love me." And I was like, "I'm not." I don't want to... That's a weird line. Maybe we shouldn't be together if we're at that kind of... If that's the lines... It seems weird to me. Maybe we... And everyone was like, well, that's gay. You didn't just take advantage of the situation. So I kind of internalized that, obviously, and then was like, oh, no, I'm not gay. I'm not gay, it turns out. But... I just mean like there, there's so much of that messaging that's focused on you have to you have to get laid. If you're still a virgin there's something lacking and like I've I've definitely got some of that internalized. That's part of why I just presume my kid's not a virgin, so I don't have to mm-hmm. like ask weird questions about myself about what virginity means to me.
2: Virginity in itself yeah, is a bullshit a concept. Wild, like, uh, <laughs> so was this kid so, a virgin, do you think? Or? So no no, he was not. He uh-huh. had been with a with someone he was married to for like Several years, I think. I believe he said it was the only person he'd been with, so and that's really tough, yeah. And he was like new, divorced, all that stuff, so he was trying to discover himself. And I was like, you know, if you really do want to step into some of these things, like, you know, I can, I can be a smusher, but yeah, I was like, I can help, I'm not here to judge again, you know, like. There are so many different things p- someone can be into. And we cater to all those things. And, you know, even some things you're not even going to find here. And that's totally fine. Like, no shame. He was kind of panicked and just kind of grabbed like a stack of like the little cheap $5 DVDs and was like, here, I'll just take these. Um, <laughs> I was like, okay, are, you don't have to do this if you don't want to just to irritate. He's like, no, it's okay. I'm going to give it a try because I want to discover myself and I'm, I'm going to do my best. And I'm like, I'm very proud of you. Here you go. <laughs> I didn't like take a look at what they were. I was just like, you know, bam, 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 here, you know, and we'll, we continue talking a little bit after that. And then he left and then he comes back like a week later and I'm like, Oh, Hey, how are you doing? And he's doing a lot better. He's a lot more relaxed this time. And he was just like, um, yeah, I, uh, I really liked those, those movies that, um, that I got last time. And I'm like, oh, okay. And he's like, yeah, I want to get some more of those. And I'm like, all right, what were they? And he was like, um, I don't know exactly, but I brought one of the covers with me so you can help me find more. And it was totally gilf porn. And Aww. I was like, that is amazing. I'm so happy for you. I was like, you know, we also have a MILF section. He's like, no, no, no. I, I like I got, this. I got my target. I and like, I'm like, good for yeah. you. So, uh <laughs> and then I showed him like the 55 plus magazine and stuff too. And he was just in heaven. He was like, this is the best ever. And I'm like, I'm so happy for you. Like, you know, like this is so great.
0: For our younger listeners, there used to be magazines in porn stores. There used so, yeah. To be so magazines
2: many. are a thing where there's like pictures and articles written. In uh, hieroglyphic. Yeah. <laughs> form. Well, porn, porn magazines
0: were weird because, like, at least in the porn stores I worked at, you wouldn't just get porn. You would occasionally get high times, or you would get stuff that was like just, just creepier than porn sometimes, but not porn. Like, just yeah. we'll have we'll have people in bizarre positions, or we'll have like like what was it Buttman would just have oh, some. Yeah. Just, it would just be comics people drew of women mostly. But just real focused on the butt, Just mm-hmm. real focused on the butt. And my favorite was there used to be, like, basically Craigslist in a, a phone directory. Oh, yeah. Where you would be like, oh, couple seeking. The, it, like, those I were ne- great. Never Never <laughs> sold a copy of those. But they were always. No, I know I did sell one copy. But it was, like. There's like a business executive guy who's just in town for the night and really wants to find a hooker more than anything else. So he uses yeah, that. Yeah.
1: Uh, so I had two stories that you talking about, probably. So the only time I've ever gone into a sex store to buy things, because I grew up really Catholic. It's not that I think there's anything wrong, but I have so much shame yep. built around it that it's hard for me to be in those spaces. Because I'm just like, I don't even know what I'm doing, and I don't even want to talk about it like there's just a priest in here being like are you sure and I'm like I'm pretty sure but still and like I think I spent about 45 minutes just looking at different vibrators and someone came to help I was like oh I'm just looking it's fine so I go and I end up buying one and I realized that they use the same POS as the children's museum that I worked at so I mentioned that to them and then the woman got so cold with me and I was just like did I just offend a porn, like a sex store clerk like, <laughs>
2: That's amazing. It is so hard to offend well, porn clerks. I, I
0: just realized where After it is. Like, is she, you if it they're new,
2: maybe not. Yeah, this like,
1: was in Montana. This okay. was in Montana, okay. so maybe that needed
0: that key piece of information because they just thought you were a pedophile. Period. They, they were like, "You mentioned children. You're here for that." That's yeah. It. Like, okay,
2: that makes sense. The red por
0: the red state porn clerks are secretly, it, from what I understand, a lot of them are secretly like evangelicals who are like hoping you'll cu- they, they'll, they'll get the devil's money.
1: Oh my god! I've heard that before.
0: Not a lot that's of them. That's wild. But, but I don't. I don't. That's apocryphal, as we call it.
1: But the second story is really funny too. I wrote a post shaming women. This was. I was like 18, and I just thought. I thought it was really gross that women use their sexuality to control men. I know these are all unbelievably out things. My brother Phil decided, because I my dad had gotten really sick and I had to go home and visit him, so then my brother Phil decided to slide a playboy into my backpack as a joke. <laughs> I didn't know he did that, and so he was like, check your backpack, and I pulled it out and I was like, oh shit, that's there. I ended up sliding it into my friend laundry basket when we were moving back to our homes after this summer for college, and her mom's like, I found this and thought it was a brother, so then that happened. Well, then a couple years later when my brother Phil got married, he decided to put two porno mags underneath the mat in my car, <laughs> And it was Bra Busters, and it was Voluptuous.
0: Those are titles.
1: And so I kept those in my car so people could look at in the back seat. Well, if my car over the summer in Great Falls, and my dad cleaned it, and he found those. And he decided to keep them. I never got them back. He, like, stole my <laughs> porno mags.
0: I, that's, that's I don't know if I've left but this back.
2: me. Those are collectors now.
1: Okay? And, like, based on the way my uh, mom is, which she's a double F... That's what my dad's into. Okay. He's okay. in, like, actually him and all of his brothers married very big breasts. It's children. always
0: <laughs> really weird. It is always really uncomfortable when you can tell your parents kink. Like, when you're like, oh, no, dad's into women he can beat. Like, at least in my case. But oh, shit. <laughs> no, that was a terrible joke. I'm going to cut was that out. what
1: they call a buzzkill.
0: Yeah. That was terrible. No,
1: you're fine. But I did want to double back. Tastings. Yes. Yeah, that's what I was going to do. Tastings.
2: Okay, so speaking about beatings, um, (laughs) we're going to talk about it in a consensual manner, though. If you find yourself at a kink event, like um, either a convention or just like a club where they're holding a a night, you might find some people set up at stations around the venue. Usually, like... They don't have to be professionals. Sometimes they're just trusted members of the community, hopefully. And sometimes they're DMs or dungeon monitors. Um, sometimes it's the event host themselves. But what they will do is they have a station set up where you can do activities. So for me, for example, I set up a lot of my impact toys. Um, so I had floggers, paddles. I had a whip. And, and the Indiana Jones stole yeah, it. Yeah, and some... <laughs> no, I stole it Uh, And then I had some electro toys And I had them all set up And then anyone that wanted to come over to my station I would just talk them through Like you know Oh is there any of these things that you would like to try And like Then I would kind of run through like, my little list of, like, safety precautions before we got into it. Just, like, making sure they're, like, not inebriated and, you know, can consent and things like that. And Because it's usually, these things happen at clubs or events where people are, they can be drinking. Sometimes not, but it's usually people are drinking, so. I've been to a sex club once, because uh, yeah. I went to Sanctuary for a comedy show. That's year, actually so. where
1: I was at, yeah. so. And that was the first time I ever saw public sex, so. I was just blown away. I'm okay. Like I'm. I'm not gonna say this. Like to be like, listen. I'm okay with whatever you weirdos do. But like, literally, I am <laughs> okay with what people do. But like to visually see it was like,
0: oh. I've I've gone with partners in the past, but it is a very cost prohibitive experience. So yes, it's it like even yes. even if you're there's a lot of people who are into it but don't get the opportunity
2: mm-hmm. to
0: do that. And it was it was kind of awkward because I ran into someone. I had worked with and, like, I wanted to talk to them, but I also, like, my partner at the time was, we just weren't, it's probably unwise for us to be there in You general. weren't very open. Yeah. And so, so but it was weird because I was like, I want to say hi, but I also don't want to, I also don't want to make this other person feel uncomfortable because I approach every situation like I am your problem. Than, yeah. So... <laughs>
2: Usually, it's okay if you notice someone, but like it's proper etiquette to pretend you are just meeting them for the first time in case they go by a different name or something. Or you can kind of give like a nod, like "I recognize you, I see you, hi," and then do your own thing. Just yeah, we did we did that
0: much. I was I I did that much, but it was. Gotta slip a note. Oh, that was yeah, a
2: <laughs> Do you, do you want to little, talk yes or, no? like,
1: yeah. yes or no? Yeah. yes <laughs> or no. So do
0: you, at the events to give people a kind of clearer idea, mm-hmm. there are oftentimes also other other more live demonstrative versions of that, right? Yeah, so like people um, on stage are...
2: Uh, there'll be, yeah, usually there's like performances. Actually, um, the specific event that I've been helping with is called 50 Shades of Shut the Fuck Up. Uh, it's a femdom. I love that. Yeah, it's that's a, beautiful. It's a femdom event because a lot of kink spaces, like not just in Portland, but uh, in general, are very male dominated. And that's um, never a good situation. Especially because the idea of male dominance tends to go hand in hand with aggression. So um Mistress Viola, she she's from San Francisco originally and came up here about eight eight years ago, nine years ago or so. Started this event. So that there'd be more of a feminine presence in the space so that, you know, people like me who identify as a fem top can have our playtime in our space without having to worry about being belittled or bullied by male doms. So it's really nice. Fifty Shades of Shut the Fuck Up. It's such a great You know, there's certain things I hear over my
1: life that just stick with me, and I remember when I well, and they just make me happy, and I hope this is one of those ones that just, like, keeps popping up. You know, it's like a serotonin boost every once right. in a while. <laughs> I,
0: I think that's it's obnoxious to speak with a lot of male doms, if you want to have any kind of conversation, because it's not <laughs> it. because it's like, especially if you want to have a conversation about it, kind of out of scene, right? That's the mm-hmm. way phrasing. Okay. Because if you want to have a conversation about like, what's your technique or what do you, what, what, what pitch, stupid stuff like that, it's always much, it's not informative. It's always just a dude being like, well, I just, I have a big dick or I can big hands or whatever. And so it's one of the things I've appreciated about talking to you and knowing you is like, getting information that's non-gendered because there's also like all kinds Mm -hmm. of combinations of human beings that like this style of play. And so like getting a a female top identifying person has taught me a lot of things as a person who is involved with women who occasionally want a guy to be, Hey, can you be toppy? It's, it's very educational at least. Yeah. I,
2: I try to make my education content like very gender neutral because it's, it's a position for anyone. Even when I'm talking about, like, receiving things, that's a position for anyone, you know? So, yeah, I I like breaking down the the stigmas of, like, certain ideas that this has to be that way.
0: Yeah, preconceived notions. Um, Yeah, yeah. That, like, you know,
2: men have to be dominant, women have to be submissive, and it's like, well, what about non-binary people and, you know, or, like, you know, two-gender people, like, what about them? Like, where do they fall into the category? You can be anything you want. You can even be a switch. Like, it's this whole big thing, but, like, basically, I am a top-leaning switch where I will bottom for someone, but I won't submit to them. Like I will gladly take some fun spankings or pain or whatever, or like, you know, other sorts of play. But as you're a still bottling. in charge. Mm, not necessarily. It's oh, okay. just, I don't submit. There's no, like, there's no do with, there's no you... power exchange there. And
0: there's no do a thing you might not want to do because it makes me. Yeah. Yeah. It's super important to have that voice out there. And it's also super important because so much of, dominess is also kind of rapiness like it's a it can big, be yeah and so it's and, and it's easy to in my experience and understanding more in my understanding is it's easy to sexually assault someone without intending to in that situation traumatizing them yeah. that's the word i want to go for.
2: yeah well no matter your gender there is a uh, inherent risk with bdsm like i always say don't ever trust anyone that says they can teach you how to do something safely Uh, You know, there's ways to teach how to do things safer, but not safely, because there's always inherent risk with BDSM activities, whether or not they're physical or mental, there's there's risk. And that's why you negotiate and you vet people and you take the time to get to know them. So, you know, that this person actually has your best interest in mind before you give up that control to them. And you need to also advocate for yourself too, if you're a bottom or or submissive of saying like, hey, you know, I have anxiety disorder. I have these things. Like these are my limits or not. And if you don't know those things right away, just let someone be aware of that because they that might change whether or not they want to engage with you. And that's their decision and consent you know, consenting to something like that, so.
1: Patrick and I deal with this a lot in the comedy community of, like, bad actors, Mm -hmm. Um, you know, shitty people, and, like, the ones that just won't fucking go away, Mm -hmm. so what, what are the steps that you folks take in your community to address problematic folks and potentially remove them from the situation if they prove that, they're going to continue causing those problems.
2: So this is actually a really good question. And it depends on what community you're in because there's bad actors in the king community most definitely. And there have been instances where it's been one of those, well, they know so-and-so or they, they host this, event or they they have a name within the community that everyone recognizes and they have connections blah 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 we all know the story it happens in the music industry pretty much anywhere yeah yeah Yeah. yeah. Um, sometimes it's really difficult to get rid of those bad actors and a lot of it just takes enough people coming forward to say something to be like hey you know this happened and enough people supporting them to get those people out of a position of power
0: I've advocated on the show that that stand-up should form like a guild or a union or a club or a thing. Mm -hmm. Because I don't think that would be an end solution, but it would at least be a solution. Do you have something similar that you would advocate for?
2: I mean, really, a lot of it comes down to making sure everyone is educated on how this community works, what the standards are. And really the only thing that we as a kink community, we all can agree on is that everyone needs to consent to what's happening. We all have our own risk profiles, but safety is another thing. Yeah. Like consent is the only thing that we all agree on is like, if if this is non-consensual, then this is abuse. Um, it's
0: very interesting that it's like, there's a lot of systems it's where such line. a, there's so many communities where there's not that distinction. Yeah, And so it's interesting that it's like, especially BDSM and stuff, that there's such a, the whole culture is built around that. And yet mm-hmm. you can still have a variety of left wing, right wing people. You can still have a variety of people who are like poly and, strictly monogamous Mm -hmm. like you it allows a lot of things all based around the notion of do i give you permission to do this do i have your permission to do this
2: yes so so going back to like that whole thing too actually we did just have an issue in the community where we had to get rid of a back it was really unfortunate how it happened. If you're a member of um That Life Online, like you might have seen some things online about what happened. Basically, there was a dungeon monitoring training going on. The trainer was not very well informed on what they needed to do for training. There there came a point where we were discussing, like, you know, what is and isn't okay within the venue where we're at. And the topic of race, play, and slurs came up, and this mm. trainer decided it was a good idea to say those slurs out loud on the microphone while teaching this class, full of a room full of black, and, you know, like, just queer you know, just indigenous people. Just, like, just yeah, you, you're yeah, on a microphone but yeah, specifically in front of people yeah. from those marginalized yeah.
1: groups, thinking it was okay for him to say it. Yeah,
2: you know, one of my friends is, you know, is black woman, and she had to be the one to stand up and say, like, hey. Can you not say the N word out loud, please? Like, can you just say the N word instead of the actual N
0: word, Mm -hmm. if that
2: makes sense? And he misunderstood and was like, yeah, yeah, if you're DM training, that's a good way to handle that. And she's like, no, I mean, you specifically do not say that word again. Yeah, you don't And need to say and that a word. bunch of other people were like, yeah, you don't need to be saying that. That's like really messed up. And like right before that, he spit out like the f-word like, you know, not mm-hmm. fuck, but yeah, yeah. Yeah.
1: And I'm assuming he's a straight man. Yeah. And and
2: apparently white passing. Yeah, and I'm sitting next to one of my good friends who's a trans woman, you know, with my other friend who's a black woman and me who's like, you mm-hmm. know, uh like yeah Silent. i'm i'm a white passing not white person yeah, but yeah. like oh, you know and i'm queer as hell too so like you know it was just a really messed up it was traumatic like I stood up I grabbed my things and I was about to leave and then I saw you know my friend sit back down like she was okay so I and no one else was saying anything so I just sat down like well I don't want to be like obnoxious and making a scene even though I think that's warranted and that comes back to this whole concept of white politeness and everything and like Uh, Yeah, um, you know, uh, you don't want to be considered, like, you know, the minority making a scene and making all the white people in the room uncomfortable. So you just sit down and shut up. And
0: And there's a weird thing when you're, I I was just thinking the thing that would keep me from speaking up is the part where I'm like, well, somebody must have okayed this. You know what I mean? Like, I think it was just so
2: shocking, too, because, yeah, like we were Mm -hmm. all in shock just kind of looking at each other like that. Did that just happen? Uh,
1: When I was hosting Rut Row, there was a guy who did a bit. About learning Chinese, and straight up said "ching chong bing bong." Jesus! And, not, and I was just like, like you just become a statue of confusion.
0: I'm the first to admit that I have both have a history with problematic language, but also that I'm the guy that like laughs when somebody says something awful. It's like,
1: oh,
2: that was, stupid. and then have
0: to explain to them that like that wasn't funny. You were funny. Well, yeah, you made was... me laugh
2: it's almost like how oh. women laugh when they're in an uncomfortable situation around like I was raised being by hit women, on and stuff yeah it's like it's like this a... weird reaction to being uncomfortable but like no one laughed in that situation we were all just like shocked what? like what the hell anyway so my friend she gets up she confronts this guy and is like you've made me feel uncomfortable in this space I no longer want to be here and I would like my money back because I, I don't want to be here with you. You you, did and you don't nothing deserve t- my money. She's like, you know, you've been talking over all the women in this room all night. You've been really dismissive of how, of what I first said and when other people tried to correct you. And I think that's really messed up. Well, he tried to explain it away and talk over her. And she goes, no, no, no. I am done having a white man talk over me. When I'm trying to say you hurt me. And then instead of him going, oh, Taking I hurt the you. L and- yeah, he goes, how dare you assume I'm a white man? And that's the point where I grabbed all my shit and got, got in and his face. Out. No, I got in his face. Oh, and wow. And I was like, you were just giving a lecture on being comfortable in uncomfortable situations. This is your learning moment. You it. need to sit down and understand how you've hurt people in this room right now. My friend Viola got up, got in his face too. Like we were kind of tagging him there for a second. Hell yeah. I almost cried because I was like in so much shock and just like appalled that he would do this to hurt my friend too and other people in my community and not even accept that he hurt someone like he was just like he couldn't even take feedback he couldn't and i'm like and you're supposed to be in a position of authority that's gross then the rest of the room kind of ganged up on him and i left because i was like i'm gonna go throw up like this is fucked up i went to go check on my friend she had already left she was fine afterwards um got a hold of her but yeah we all kind of went outside as a community and talked about what next steps should happen we contacted the owner of the venue he put out a mass apology for what happened and was like, that's not what our community stands for. That's not what this space stands for, like immediately. So yeah, like a lot of us contacted him. Um, and then we all just kind of came together and we're like, okay, so how do we still make sure that people in this community are safe, like doing these, you know, dungeon monitoring trainings, but also, you know, need to find someone who's like, trustworthy in doing all these things. Unfortunately, this person had used trustworthy members of our community's names to bolster himself up as someone that was important. Yeah. So that's why we all considered him like, oh, he must know what he's doing because he, he he's worked with the people that have been in this community forever doing this. I think us as a community needed to take that as a learning moment. Anytime something like this happens, I think it's imperative to... Come together as a community, discuss what happened, dissect it, understand how us as individuals could have done better in that situation and not just be like, well, it it wasn't me that did that. But like, what can we do to make sure that this shit stops happening as much or at all and vet
0: people more? Those those were going to be my two questions. One, so this is a common occurrence, maybe not specifically so nakedly racist, patriarchal bullshit, but like similar microaggressions or whatever oh yeah definitely I guess like aggressions as opposed to macro like they're not yeah Yeah.
2: you know certain um, acts of power exchange in public spaces can be very triggering to people of color like if you consider the term slave and master whips things like that are can be very triggering to black people you know and then there's like the whole idea that you know asian women are supposed to be submissive and things like that like half of the i think like at least three of us have like asian descent that are in my femdom club so yeah. <laughs> i mean that's that's a really really big misconception i don't know anybody like have you ever met an asian mom like they're not submissive no. like
0: like <laughs> no I, I used to have a friend who was a Chinese immigrant, and she was deferential, but she was never yeah. submissive. Like yeah, she would be no. like, "Well, it's your company, so I guess I have to do what you say." Will you leave my store now? Yeah, like that kind of level of deferential. Do you think if the community was able to communicate a little bit more fe- efficiently, or, or what have you, about these kind of incidents, mm. do you think you would see you would definitely see less of the the things you're describing? Right,
2: mm, possibly. <sighs> It's hard to say because I feel like so many problems within any of our communities all come down to, like, inherent power structures of, you know, white supremacy and, like, you know, patriarchy and things like that. And just dismantling them is kind of what we have to do in order to get rid of all the toxic
0: bullshit so if you if you play my favorite game where you take the anti-life equation out of it for example i do this with like stripping where it's like i think stripping would still exist it would just be far more inclusive yes like it would just be people who are like i just fucking want to celebrate my body and have fun not people who are like well i guess i have to weaponize okay, or, 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 pay for medical or, school yeah yeah And so I think it might change the audience, but I think it would still exist. Do you think the same thing is true of BDSM? If you you get rid of kind of the anti-length equation, we're still going to have some freaks out there, right? Oh, yeah.
1: Oh, yeah. (laughs) So this was something I was going to bring up. It sounds like, at least within your community a good portion of you can at least agree on what is and isn't problematic behavior. Oh, definitely. I mean, I think there's probably still some people who are permissive of things that probably shouldn't be. Yeah. And people critical of things that they shouldn't necessarily be critical of. Mm -hmm. But, like, in the comedy community and other like artistic communities, we're not even in the same world half the time mm-hmm. when we're talking about what is the transgression that's occurring.
0: Which is weird. Putting my word, I was just thinking about this, putting my words in your ears can be way more intimate than putting my dick in anywhere with a yeah. person. Yeah. Or because it's, sex is so conflated in our society. Well, and, right? and I
1: mean, sexual desire and the things that you like to do with it is just as subjective as what you laugh at. What I was coming to is that at least you I do feel like there's the advantage that you Folks have to have these conversations a lot so you are on the same page.
2: Oh, definitely. But I, and
1: this is an outsider's perspective that unfortunately. It can be a good place for toxic people to take advantage of folks. Well, I mean, I feel like I I think you guys have a good like system to check them out. Yeah, Yeah. but still, people come through the cracks. Yeah, right.
2: Yeah, that does happen. And I, I want to clarify too, though. We have a pretty damn good community here. Like for the most part, there is some really solid people that are very good about making sure everyone's safe and things are being consented to, and any issues that come up are being addressed. A a lot of are really on top of it and there are a lot of really good male doms in the scene too okay. like i, I really want to like put that out there too because i know it sounded like we were kind of like shitting on male doms but it's yeah there's a lot of bad doms There's unfortunately very few good DOMs, and that goes on any gender really. And it comes down to the education and how much time they're using to cultivate their skills and communicate and make sure everyone is safe and being, you know, consenting to what's going on and not assuming roles.
1: Would you say that? It's really important, specifically in the dominant position, to be listening.
2: Oh, very much
1: like, so. And so, so it's almost like for the submissive position, it's about communicating your needs. And for the dom, it's about listening to those needs. Yes.
0: And those are just very subjective terms, too. Because mm-hmm. you can have, like, I've had people who kind of top from the bottom, so to speak, where they're like, here's all they can do. I, I have these things I want, and I want them done. In this way, and you're kind of the empty vessel is through that a power re- bottom. Yeah, I think that's is that is that. that am be I a using way that down? wrong? Well,
2: power bottom is like more like a like gay term. Okay, kind of yeah. Yeah. I don't. <laughs> I am so sorry. I no, am, no, no. It's I okay. Buzzed, um, it yeah, I, it really is kind of subjective, like what topping from the bottom can mean. Like I actually had this conversation with a client earlier. Me personally, what I consider topping to the bottom from the bottom is someone that will communicate their wants and needs, but in a demand way uh. and without any sort of reciprocation. A good bottom or s- submissive to me is someone that can and will communicate their needs and wants because I need and want to know that. I'm not a mind reader, mm-hmm. but is also receptive to my ideas and is you know willing to communicate and negotiate those things. And when it comes to scene or playtime, understands that power exchange is happening and Let's me take control of the situation, gives up their control to me and puts their trust in me to know, okay, you've told me what you want and need, and I'm going to take that into consideration, and here are the things that we've discussed are okay and not okay. Now that that trust is in me, like, you need to allow me that control so that I can do those things for you without you being hesitant or worried or upset, you know, or Mm -hmm. I need you to be able to get into your space, into your head, into your subspace and relax and be accepting. Topping from the bottom, I think is someone who doesn't accept like that power exchange and just, they want to be the top, but maybe they're just a bottom. I don't know. Like It's such a weird... Yeah, well, it can I also be a manipulative that. term, too. Oh, like, okay. for someone that's all like... Oh,
0: crap, did I just gaslight somebody? She, she just it keeps
2: topping from it's, the bottom. Well, no, She's I telling just, me all these in, things in, that in she the, wants. It's been used against me personally oh, okay. as I'm, as a way to gaslight um. Because I started out as a, as a submissive um, back in like 2012.
0: Okay, okay. So I didn't yeah. I didn't mean anything, but I just meant like the the person I'm thinking of like they were they were into what they were into, and they didn't really want anything. Yeah, no, no, besides that's fine. That. And and it was that situation where kind of like you're talking about where like they wanted to top, but they enjoyed the series of actions. At least that was my impression. So it was a fair exchange to me of like, okay, you want these things that I enjoy doing, mm-hmm. and you want like this specific language and these specific actions. So in a way, like I'm submissive to you in this sense, but it's because like, this is what brings you, like, this is what gets you off or whatever. And so it's,
2: I mean, I would say that that's fine. Did and. use that wrong then? Um, yeah, I would say so. Because okay, okay, okay. I honestly like someone who just communicates their wants and needs in that much detail just kind of helps me out as a top, like okay. to know what you want and need. But as long as you're also reciprocating what I want,
0: yeah, that And was... what
2: I need, if you're only like saying this is what I want to need, and then that's the end of the discussion, like, first of all, we're not playing because like, I'm sorry, but you didn't even take the time to get to know me. I'm not your fetish dispenser. Like, unless you're paying me to be that. Even then, I'm still a dominant. Like, I am a dominant person. Like, you need to take into consideration who I am, what I do, what I like to do. I, like, yeah. you know, there's people that are super into, you know, wanting to do, use the term slave and, like, you know, wanting to do, like, public humiliation and stuff like that. And those are two things I don't do. So I'm not well, the dominant for you. So I had two questions yeah. after what you just said. First off, public humiliation
1: yeah. and race play. Because yeah. I feel like using the word slave really just gets you into that race play thing. Regardless yeah. of it you say it at all. Do you feel like that's because it's not respecting that people can't consent necessarily, especially with public humiliation? Like the public cannot consent to what is happening that in that scene that is being created
2: or yes. public. Humi- okay. Cause yeah. like, that's um, something I've heard folks talk over- about. Okay. I should, specify overt public humiliation because there are some things as long as it's not like overtly obvious what's going on and you're in an area where there's adults you know and there's not like, kids around i'll do some things like i'll put in a vibrating butt plug in someone which i've done before is really fun yeah that and, that
1: makes sense to me yeah but like i remember
2: at the beginning of the
1: pandemic someone was walking their their partner on a leash yeah and something their, their like that is outfit.
2: not i'm not okay with that because one, you know, you can't say that someone in that area consents to that. You don't mm-hmm. know that. it could trigger people that have been in bad BDSM experiences. That's something we or as a community... people who have had that
0: happen to them because fucking humans are awful. Yeah, like, there's that too. Like Without have... any consent involved. Yeah. yeah,
2: that shit has happened. And I also think that a lot of the King community really needs to recognize that, you know, when they talk about public play, like... There have been people that are no longer in our community because they've had such bad experiences, which is yeah. really unfortunate. That's part of the reason we don't do overt public plays, because those people can't consent. And that's the tenement of, like, what we do as a community is making sure people consent. Right, and then playing. My second yeah. question yeah. was, so you were talking about a scene you would do for
1: fun mm-hmm. versus a scene you would do for pay. Yeah. So in that, okay. when did you go pro? Uh, like, how much did you practice before you went pro? Like... Doing it for money and like having clients, and what are some things you would do for play but you wouldn't do for pay or vice versa? Okay. Rochelle's
0: quitting comedy with this podcast. No, I'm
1: just, I'm just really <laughs> fascinated because I'd never thought of yeah. it from the perspective of like yeah.
2: open mic to <laughs> touring dump. I have been practicing BDSM since before I should have. So um, before you were legally able to consent? Uh, yes. Um, Holy cow. Okay. Yeah. So my friends and I, when I was younger, um, I used to practice a lot of like piercing play. I would pierce my friends and myself for fun. I did a lot of fire play. I had a couple partners that like, you know, we would do some impact play or like breath play kind of stuff like that. Breath play. Is that um, restricting breathing yes. kind of situation? Yeah. Okay. Either like hands or devices or whatever, like, or, okay. you know, smothering. And that's one of
1: the most dangerous ones. It right? is. It is. It took a and sex we I college
2: <laughs> yeah we were really 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 fucking stupid for doing that but this is because i grew up in a time where home internet was not like very accessible and
1: and when you did it was not necessarily super reliable because yeah. there wasn't necessarily as much information
2: out there yet. yeah and also like we're minors and so people in the scene aren't going to engage with us anyway so that's a trap yeah it really it really sucked trying to learn those things back in the day and you know accidents did happen injuries did happen and that's how I learned but then as I got older you were able to actually be in the community so that probably taught you a lot yeah and I had a partner who was my dominant and I learned a lot from that experience over like a year or so and then I just started like talking to more people in the community and like a year after that I started of working at an adult store um, okay. right next to a dungeon. Okay. Um, so I started really learning a lot at that point. Um, Nina Hartley videos and all sorts of stuff and just talking to uh, community members about things.
0: Nina Hartley does have like, she's the one with the, the like more educational. Than yeah, line. Yeah. 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 I you, love Nina there's, Hartley. There, there's I've, a surprising sorry.
2: goals. <laughs> no,
0: no. I was going to say there's a surprising amount of porn that used to be actually educational and, yeah. and informational. Yeah. Like, especially in the BDSM department. Where mm-hmm. I feel like
1: porn should be more that, personally, yeah. from my perspective. Concur. Concur. Considering mm-hmm. how many young men are out there thinking that you just need to like look at a woman's vagina, and then you just shove your dick in, and she's gonna love it.
2: <laughs> By the way, to, uh, that that to does... the to the suspend listening right now, like you are loved and cared for, but sex is more than putting your penis into a vagina. Like, talk to lesbians, please, dear God.
0: <laughs> yeah, no, I have a bit about it, but like, I learned how to have sex because I found out women were more likely to have an orgasm with a woman. So I would go to lesbian chat rooms and be like, "I'm a teenage boy." What do I need to do to do this right? Because I'm yeah. not going to be somebody's first choice, yeah. but I want to be their favorite <laughs> oh, choice. God. Hey, that's
2: not a bad tactic, though. You know, I'm just well, saying that's in, that's pretty smart. In
0: hindsight, I'm like, well, that was that was the internet in like 1999, 2000. Yeah. There's a good chance there was zero lesbians in the lesbian yeah. chat room. <laughs> just a bunch of guys being like, well, um, I know what I'm supposed to say. Uh,
1: All I'm saying is I'm grateful that Patrick his drive and it's usually in the right direction or at least in the least harmful direction well
0: i've i've done my (laughs) part of that is i've i I think we haven't gotten it in recording just because it's been in between chatter but i've had my i've fucked up before i've violated trust i've i've made mistakes before and i like being upfront about that and it's because i felt bad in context you know that i'm like no you need to be smart and i you need to do i i don't want to do harm part of the issue with the concept of cancel culture is the idea that you will die like you'll be done and that's never occurred to me because life is misery and it just keeps going on (laughs) and so when you're when you're missing three vertebrae and poor you know that in a way that like just doesn't make sense to you when you're wealthy because if you're not wealthy then you're dead right like that's the other thing right like that's and so it's very, I'm not, I'm not accepting cancel culture, but it's always kind of made a sense to me, but it's also never, I've never, I've always known I'm a piece of shit, so it's never going to be applicable to me that I can be canceled. Cause like, yeah.
1: So you know. when did this start becoming something that you made funds with and potentially potentially
2: became a oh, career in yeah. a source of... The uh, the end of 2019 is when I started that. Perfect timing. Um, oh, really? I yeah. Perfect thought, timing. I, no, I <laughs> seriously
0: thought it had been like a, a career move for you before. Or was that Well, kind of
2: I, I um, talked a lot about it, like, oh, okay. between 2016, 2017. I really started investing a lot of time learning. Educating you wanted to myself. do it right. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So I took, yeah, like a lot of time educating myself what the best way to go about this is. Oh, like, I need to learn a lot more about anatomy and safety and like consent and all these other things. And like, you know, uh, progressive, w- whatever, you know, bullshit term you want to throw on me as I always was learn more. at the time. Yeah. Uh, I really didn't know anything. I came really? to find out even at this point, like you still maybe, not? maybe, maybe it's biggest? imposter syndrome. Cause I do have ADHD, but like, I always am like, no, I, I'm still not that great, but I have people come up to me and be like, "I aspire to like be where you are." I'm like, "What the fuck?" What, what's, <laughs> the, what's the Why? biggest one
0: of those lessons just out of curiosity? Like the biggest. Yeah.
2: What's the something that you
1: didn't at one point you didn't realize was it something you were totally fucked? Because
0: like with. I always thought there was a aside system... from <laughs>
1: choke <chocolate>. play. <laughs> oh yeah, 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 yeah.
0: I always assumed there was a system in stand up, and it turns out it's just madness. Yeah. Like it's just madness and ex- labor exploitation, especially um, from that like point of like, oh, I was woke. Oh shit, I wasn't woke. It enough. wasn't
1: just gonna be. Wall street brokers like you just that
2: was your image those were yeah. gonna be all your clients um, <laughs> no that was just me thinking it's, of dumb it's grannies
0: it's just it's mostly just grannies. yeah
2: that's... well i think working at the porn store definitely like helped with my conception of like clientele base and who they were because it's <laughs> yeah, yeah it's all walks of life it's mm-hmm. like so that's there's not really like a set type of person that's into this it's it's like everyone like i play with um, women and non-binary people too like you know i i love them so much <laughs> games, impact play? <laughs> my strap game has gotten very good over the last couple of years because i have learned some things so i,
0: I still need to buy one yeah. because like my whole issue is it whatever my dick doesn't entirely work like it it, it, it has a mind of its own and so, more I, so
1: than other people. Yes, just because of my
0: because of my pinch nerves and whatnot, and exactly where it's pinching, it sets shit off. So, like my ambition has always been to buy a strap on, like a number of them, so I can have like, hey, what do you need tonight, my friend? Yeah, but, like, let me
2: know and I'll send you some links. All right. Yeah.
0: But what? Uh, uh oh, shit. What was your misconception? I'm oh, sorry. Yeah. That's, that's how oh, we do uh, it. That's how uh, we do uh, it. I'm what was the like,
2: misconception? Yeah. Like, I think the biggest misconception I had to overcome was what a dominatrix really is oh and like Like, what you end up doing and yeah because you know we all have this kind of image of what a dominatrix is from our mind from porn right of like someone who's like clad in leather and very cold and like mean and like heartless and just potentially german yeah like usually like a very tall thin person Mm -hmm. and like you know white person usually and like
1: like, I think a lot of people have, like, the Dita
2: Von Teese in yeah, mind. Yeah, like, but, you know, someone who's just, like, very cold and mean. And I've come to learn that there are so many different types of, of femdoms out there. Like, there are soft doms who are very, like, gentle, nurturing, caring, like, mommy doms. That you know, they have like more of a parental kind of figure um, in someone's life. So it's like more the gentle parenting, and dogs. <laughs> yeah. There's a potential. <laughs> of there's like gentle. Well, I mean gentle like age play. gentle femdom versus like you know. Um, there's more like sensual. There's more sadistic. There's like. There's different archetypes of, of dominance and like persona and things like that. I usually land somewhere in between like um, sensual, compassionate and sadistic because I, I am a sadist. Like I do have a sadistic streak that I've had to learn to...
0: Does that control
2: mean... since I was a very small child.
0: You just hung out with me because I sit in pain constantly, and you're like, "I like that. It does that's, feel that's, good. That's, that's, it
2: does feel good." Uh, you know, it's really <laughs> no. fucked up, but I would be lying if I said maybe a little bit, okay, maybe okay. a little bit.
0: Okay.
2: It's it... it's messed up because it's not like something I can really control. What I find enjoyable, but I have come to terms with what that is, and try to find the most healthy outlet for There's that. Not...
0: And yeah. I think one of the overarching beauties to kink and BDSM is that like, there's this idea that you're going to be able to find somebody else who's into what you're in. You're going to be able to find the, the, the weirdo who's into your weird. Yeah. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? I don't, I don't mean weird. You're going to find somebody.
2: To yum, yeah. Or yum. Yeah. 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 It, yeah exactly. It'll, it'll take a while. I just want to put that out there, especially for anyone that is interested in this kind of stuff. And it should. the reason that professionals exist is because sometimes it's really hard to find those people or, you know... Maybe, and find them
1: in a safe way. Yeah. And, it's and
2: sometimes, like, maybe those communities aren't accessible, you know, because you live in a more rural area. And, like, having to drive two hours mm. just isn't something you can do. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, not everyone has access to community, to events, things like that. So talk to a can professional. You? Like, you can do virtual um, sessions and things like that, too, if that's something mm-hmm. that you are more comfortable with or that is more within, like, your budget and accessibility you know
0: mm-hmm. how would you recommend people meet i know fat life is problematic i know I got, I got kicked off of tinder for trolling white supremacists but i also know if you're like hey i'm into x y and z it can also get you kicked off because mm-hmm. people are like that's too explicit like,
1: but cis straight <clears throat> couples can look for their unicorn all they fucking yeah, yeah. want oh, god I, I'm a very new to the queer community I just came out this year and before that I'd be like okay. I'm kind of interested but I don't know what I'm doing like I'm queer and decidedly vague about it what I would hate is that once you opened yourself up to both genders on Tinder that meant the amount of couples accounts that came your way uh-huh. just kept growing and like I am not opposed to poly, and I'm not opposed to a poly relationship, but I am so new to it that I don't know if I would be able to do it through a dating site. I wouldn't
2: really consider a lot of those people they're poly They're not poly. Yeah, most is. of them are not poly, exactly. <laughs> they're, they're. So, I'm like,
1: I wouldn't even have the tools to be like, ah, this
2: doesn't seem right. Yeah. <laughs> and
0: it's, no,
2: those people need to hire full-service sex workers. Go on Tinder, go on Eros, go on some, you know, sites like that. Find a full service sex worker. Please hire them because then you're not going to deal with all of the jealousy and weird issues that you would with like a poor random bisexual woman that just, you know, wants to be cared for. And now you're like putting all of your weird relationship you know, you're shit really- on there. Yeah,
0: we yeah. have it's, it's this dichotomy I keep thinking about the whole time we've been talking about. Uh-huh. which is on one hand like for for sex to be good you need to have informed consent which yeah. means you need to have conversation you need to be comfortable you know and then on the other hand we have a society where it's like well how do you get dr- how how do you get laid you get drunk and you hook up or you have just a fucking ridiculously long courtship where you're just so eager to fucking nut it around somebody else <laughs> that like it doesn't matter what goes on for the first few years because you're just like yeah i'm coming like, or you it,
1: marry someone to have children and then you have everything else on the side and there's nothing wrong with that but a lot of the times it's people equally, aren't involved that was, in that conversation yeah. Yeah. to go
0: back to the porn store that was my least favorite thing like the
1: ashley madison clientele well yeah. there, there's a there's
0: a there's a kind of dude who's so deeply closeted mm-hmm. that he he'll come in and have the family van sticker and then go get a bunch of blowjobs from dudes and then leave and give his wife whatever yeah he just did. And like in a in a society where you have some informed consent and in if there's no patriarchy or or puritanicalism or whatever, he can just be like, Hey honey, I really like getting my dick sucked. I'm gonna go out for an hour. I'll see you later And it
2: really sucks because a lot of the time like the blame comes back to sex workers. Yeah. When it's like sex workers are probably way cleaner than whatever random person you're going to find on Tinder. Okay, clean is actually a really bad word. Yeah, that's a rough word. Like, is more aware of their STI status and has at a lower, like... I don't want to say like lower risk, but they they're more aware of their STI status of whether or not they have an STI or not. Whereas like some random person off Tinder probably hasn't been tested in a very long time, if ever.
0: So we need to make the kink dating app or the BDSM dating app. That's There's a I'm few here.
2: people that have tried that, and it's still it's. fun still, to get investors yeah. and people to put
1: money into it. Because then yeah. some Christian r- religious right organization is going to find out that this company is funding that. Uh-huh. That's exactly like what happened to OnlyFans and every other place. And
0: dating sites are also based on like very binary algorithms of yes, no, yes, no, mm-hmm. yes, no. So if you have a... They can't operate on the spectrum. So my you, favorite
1: thing about OK Cupid was that you got to answer questions. You remember that part? And yes. And I would always be like, "I'm pro-choice," and then I'd see that the dude, "I'm pro-life," and, I'm, and they would message me, and I'm just like, "Why?" So here's I have the problem. Ne- mm-hmm. I've <laughs> never,
0: I have, I have had a dick most of my life, as far as I know, and I have never understood the impulse to be like, "Oh, you say everything about you is against my dick. Would you like some of my dick?" Yeah. <laughs>
1: like-, like it blows. Yeah, it blows my mind because I'm just like. I'm not saying that I want to get married to you, but I do not want to have sex with someone who thinks I don't have the right to choose.
0: One of my male friends was like, "Well, no, you got a friend the Christian chicks because they want to cheat," and I'm like, "I don't want to be with a cheater either." Like, I yeah, let's. So I guess that does transition us though, kind of into the Mm -hmm. professional talk. Which is why I wanted to get into it, too. too. I, I,
2: I just wanted to bitch about being on Tinder for a second. Oh, go, go ahead. Though, yes, like, we all yeah, need to talk about Tinder. Like, fuck Tinder. Um, I put on my bio that I am polyamorous, that I am, like, kink-friendly, and that I am fatter in real life than my pictures. I put full-body pictures on there. That's part of the problems of, like, dating people when you are a plus-size person is, like, people being, like... A, especially men, you're like, oh, I, I apologize that I
0: just leered at you to decide to be like, well, no, she's dick. <laughs> 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 <And> <laughs> the, as, as much as
1: we all hate Lucy K, there was that really good scene where he's with the blonde gal and she's bigger and mm-hmm. she's like, you're ashamed to be
2: with me. Yeah. Like, you yeah. want to
1: have sex with me, but you do not want anyone to know oh, because it's so it looks real. bad to you. Yeah.
2: It's I can't so I can't even fucking imagine. It's so it's so messed up and so like I have to put it out there like hey, I am bigger than I look at, like appear in my photos and stuff and then I get people being like no you aren't and I'm like I have to put that there just so people have it in their head. That's because that I am a big person. so that they don't hope. Yeah, that it's one that of those, they're looking at it wrong. Yeah,
0: it's one of those. It's also a weird response. I've been watching a lot of this guy Matthew Baum. Is that his name? Baum.
1: Baum. Oh, Baum? He, Matt Baum. He does a lot of queer uh, interpretations of media and talking about queer representation in like old TV shows and movies. It's um, the cutest shit ever. Well, one of him. the
0: reoccurring themes is people not believing people are gay. Right. And yeah. it's just it's interesting to me that they're like I don't and it's especially you can't interesting be fat. because it's like yeah. if you're Oh, you can't if be you're, fat,
2: you're pretty and I'm like, fuck you. I'm if, both fat yeah, right but if, <laughs> you're,
0: but if your reaction is that then it's like well I don't want to meet you also yeah. to a certain degree. Do well, you not? no
2: then I'll have people that message me that are like uh, I'll read their bio and they're like, I'm not into that poly crap. And like, and it's I'm like, and and, why
1: the fuck did you message
2: me? Yeah. And it's, yeah. All oh, of I a sudden, I'm like, yeah. why do you not read things? Do you, I'm going to assume that you don't read and I can't, I can't fuck you if you don't read. I'm sorry. It's, it's like a personal boundary. You gotta like, be able to.
0: You either yeah. have to because be I'm going to pass
2: you something to be like, look at this meme. Can you read the text? Isn't that funny? And you're not going to be able to read it, and then we're not going to be able to laugh at the meme. And then my pussy will be dry, and it's just going to suck, and we're not going to fuck. So,
1: can I ask what could potentially be an ignorant question? You can let me know if it's a problem. That's fine.
0: That's what the space is for.
1: For you, BDSM is typically a sexual thing, but not always, correct? Yeah. Or is uh, kink, it? Yeah, kink, kink, kink is not inherently
2: a sexual okay. thing. Okay. Um, I make
0: it sexual because I'm a pervert.
2: Yes. Yeah. It can and can't be. You know, there's activities that I do that are very not sexual. Like, I've spent time just, like, brushing someone's hair before. Oh, that sounds um, nice. Yeah. Just brushing their hair and giving them back rubs and okay. giving them praise. There's nothing inherently sexual about yeah. that. And then, you know, there's other times where, like, if you go on my website, you'll see that I have a Pornhub account. So
1: Okay. Well, <laughs> and So then the second part of that question would be, are there times that you have sex where, like, kink isn't a part of it at all? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Sorry, that's just something I'm curious no, about because, like, well, I, it's not something I have, I've ever engaged I've known, in. I've
0: known her for years and yeah. I've been curious about that. So yeah, 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 like, I yeah. I guess I just...
1: Are there some people, though, like, it almost strictly has to be in a kink scenario for those types of things to happen? Yeah. And is that a red flag, or is that just... No, that's just their
0: preference. It's just different wiring. Okay.
2: Yeah, Yeah, that's just, you know... That's what I was
0: trying to describe in my earlier situation. It was Mm -hmm. just that it's somebody that, like, they they had... A, B, C, D, E made orgasm. Yeah. And, like, they needed that, but I didn't, I, sorry, so now I know, I just feel bad that I now know no, I was it's being it's
2: okay. Angry. Like, yeah, like, sometimes, sometimes, you know, I, I want to do all the weird shit. Yeah. And then other
1: times it's, like, a it's, Titanic when they're in the car, you know, and it's just soft and sensual and they draw yeah, you like one nice. of their french she, girls she, she, no she's that's
0: usually drawing nice them like yeah, a french girl okay. Let's be honest. Okay. well okay. actually one of your partners okay. is an amazing artist he, yeah, yeah I, I would love it. he's drawing <laughs> me like a french girl i'm sure <laughs> there's like photos of me all throughout the house i'm sure oh, oh, yeah
2: cat <laughs> everywhere i'm gonna like open the shower curtain it's just gonna be stickets all in the like bathtub just like and this is Butterface, yeah. Yes, yeah. yes. I love their stuff. Yeah, I just
1: the the Kirby one that they just posted. I was oh like, I'm God, gonna, was so like, I'm gonna have the weirdest sex dreams tonight. And they're like, that's <laughs> kind of what I'm going for. And I'm like, I understand why you and Pat are friends now, and I'm why like their partners. Like, yes, it all it all comes together. But yeah, like. As someone who hasn't really done much of anything kinky, I just kind of think about it in the sense that, like, it is very foreign to me. And I do want to destigmatize it because, like, I don't ever want to make people feel weird about what they like. Mm -hmm. And I know that there's still a lot of people out there that do that to folks who do things that are different. And,
0: and like, even as somebody who's enthusiastic about it and trying to be kind of woke, I have a bad habit of accidentally yucking yums just like I did because it's it's, it's sensitive. It's weird because it's, like, it's the most adult, thing you can do that's not taxes, you know what I mean? Like <laughs> uh, uh, which does kind of bring me around to the work question. Yes, yes. Part. yes, yes. Sorry. Okay. No, 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 I that's... just
2: really wanted to bitch about Tinder sucking. No, no, like, yeah, yeah, Tinder no, Tinder I got I got <laughs>
0: kicked off. Oh, I don't remember what I did, but it was real trolly and it, it it made me it filled me with warmth.
1: I inadvertently shamed another comic in Portland because he had the I'm just the Joker looking for my Harley Quinn. Oh, no, you should have. S- you
0: shamed well, that guy. So he here's know. what happened.
1: I post that. It didn't have his picture. It didn't have his name. It was just that. And then when my roommate's like, that's right. He's like, you need to apologize to him. What? So I took it down and I apologized. But I was just like.
0: You didn't need to. You didn't. A, you didn't need to because that behavior does not need to be encouraged. Yeah. among Anyone yeah. ever. B, I don't know what to do when it comes to stand up and swiping. Sometimes I will swipe even if I'm not attracted. I saw on there once. You- Because I'm like, I don't know if I should, yeah, what if you are interested in me? Ah, that's a nightmare. I don't know what to do. Speaking of nightmares, the current legality of your work is such that you technically on microphone do not do sexual acts for pay, correct?
2: No, I I do not get paid for any sexual uh, activities.
0: All right. And now we need your ID. We've got a camera crew. That was dumb. My Chris ex-
2: Hansen's right over yeah. there. I don't know
1: why he's here because you haven't done any of those things. But he yeah. said he needed to be here. Me, he's,
2: he's just here for the clout. He's like, hey, I'm um, on back on. <laughs> but
0: how do you? How did? How does that work then? How do you? How are you? It's able a it's to... a
2: gray area, you okay. know, um, because a lot because it's such a misunderstood like part of the industry. It still falls under the umbrella of sex work. A lot of people will be like, oh, well, you're you know.
0: And so we can clarify, or mine and maybe the listeners' viewpoint, yeah. Oregon, we, we are criminalized sex work, correct? Like yes. We're fully criminalized? Yes. Okay. That is, they're... like,
2: the majority of the United States, except for, like, parts of Vegas. And okay. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's kind of a legal gray area. So I'm not having sex with my clients or I'm engaging in sexual activities with them, but it still falls under the umbrella of sex work and it's in-person, part-time, so... You know, I can get in trouble uh, just the same because, you know, there's not enough understanding around it.
0: What makes what you do, I guess, different than a stripper who who can give a private dance, sit on? I mean, we all kind of know what might go on in strip clubs, but nominally what goes on is that you're you're being naked in the same room. You're yeah. giving a presentation. you're You're putting on a performance. So what makes that distinct from you? Or if you don't know, that's fair, too.
2: Um, leveling of engagement with the client, like technically, you know, the performer at a strip club is like, you know, dancing for someone, but that's supposed to be like a no contact kind of thing. Like they're not putting hands on them or anything like that. They're not really like making much contact with that person. Whereas in my profession, I'm sometimes causing bodily harm to someone, even if it's consensual or not. Some states will say that you can't consent at all if someone is hurting you.
0: So they could... I don't want to give anybody ideas. Never mind. What
2: about tattoos? Yeah. I, yeah. It's, what it's, about surgery? I know. What about dental work? Well, you sign a waiver with surgery. Yeah, but I mean, why based. can't they
1: just have a waiver situation for you?
2: I do. <laughs> you <laughs> know what? what do you, do you There's think? waivers when you go into um, sex clubs as well. Yeah, yeah. I'm pretty
1: sure I signed a waiver to go in for the yeah. show I did.
2: So, like, on my website, you'll see, like, when you fill out my application, part of it is that you're consenting, that you are over the age of 21, that you... You can't do 18 plus? I prefer not to. Okay.
0: My understanding is every state is 21 at least, right? And then 18 is kind of variable as far yeah. as consent. Yeah. Okay. Yeah.
2: Okay. Your brain's still cooking when you're younger, you know. Like a, pre- you know, Has I try to be very conscious of things like that, and like power dynamics and stuff because it's it can get icky. I, I,
0: well, I was going to say I used to want to do a podcast with you mm-hmm. under the idea of teaching sexual etiquette to people. Yeah. So I'm I'm a person I'm looking at your website mm-hmm. I'm like oh this looks pretty sweet. Mm-hmm um how do how do i how do i ask like how do I, how am i like all right i want to be hit me hit me do i do i just hit me press enter and thank go thank you
2: sir may I have another <laughs> no 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 i have a i have a whole um application on my website that asks you questions okay. about like you know what you will and won't consent to what is okay what kind of things you would like to do like what is in your risk profile essentially and then after risk I...
0: profile meaning things that'll give you a, a negative reaction
2: what you're willing to do or not do. Like someone's like, I'm willing to be on my knees for, like, you know, at least 15 minutes. Another person that has no cartilage in their knees, that's not within their risk profile. Gotcha, you gotcha, know? okay. Um, or even, like, say, you know, with COVID going on, like, I'm willing to do an online session with you, but it's not within my risk profile to be around other people right now.
0: Gotcha. It can also include wording and whatnot to be like Yeah, that.
2: and then I also ask about, like, medical history and things, like, especially if someone has a risk of diabetes in their family or history of diabetes in their family like if you have not eaten and haven't like drank enough water or something that day like you know and you're suspended there's things that can happen it's a
0: thing i don't think a lot of guys really think about is sex is a strenuous activity yes you gotta you gotta be in shape bro like if you want to do it well you take care of your body I guess a follow up. is... You don't
1: ask them our opinions on pineapple and pizza, though, right? No, but I do have a few really weird questions that I like what? to ask. Can, can, can we hear a few if you don't mind? Sure. Um, You're mind. like, what? How, what are your feelings on Ayn Rand? <laughs> <laughs>
0: what well, is that? Oh is that a thing that you? No, can... I really
2: don't care because their money is going to spend the same ways, right?
0: So like, it it become it can become problematic though because I have a friend who has a regular and he'll go to her to spout this shit off because he knows he has a safe space because the dynamic is money based and it kind of, it always grosses me out and it grosses her out, but she's like the same thing you said, but it's, it's a weird amount of emotional labor. And it's Mm -hmm. like, she's like, that's also why why when we go like out to eat, what I order and shit? Because he's like, "You're gonna hear my theories on BLM," and she's like, "Oh, this is gonna be fifty bucks." Yeah, like
2: oh, at least,
1: I'm
0: girl, low-balling. you are
2: undercharging. I'm lowballing
0: her. Really? Okay, this I was like, "No." And like, I mean, you
1: ask the Ayn Rand question to see how yeah. angry they'll be when you talk about how shitty Alice Shrugged
0: is. Yeah, well,
2: I have a that couple tactics, right? I have a couple <laughs> questions. I'm not gonna.
0: She has them a copy away, of. I have
2: a couple questions that I asked to see, like. What, where the, you know?
0: She has a copy of Anne though, but... just to hit people with, though. It's a yeah, large I mean, enough, that's... dense enough object. Well, it's I not mean... dense. It's very, it's very not dense.
2: <laughs> I mean, it's a lot of pages. But I actually not have some really good Dom friends that instead of taking like direct tributes, oh. they will say, "I'm only going to talk to you until after you've tributed to a mutual aid fund, or until you've read this many pages yeah. of like some Marxist." Theories and there's, are-
0: I've, I've seen it on, like, Twitter and stuff. Like, there's some dudes where it's like, yeah, no, I'll totally give... $1,000 a I'm terrible capitalist pig. Yuck yuck yuck. Mm-hmm. God, you titties.
1: Yeah. Um yeah, there's there was a black lady in I think Chicago. I don't know. This was a few years back. She specifically was like you need to read this feminist literature mm-hmm. before we can even Sex start workers this. have
0: yeah. we we intend to do an episode at some point. The the cost of sex work sort of speak the same way we did cost of convenience and mm-hmm. the history of it in Portland. We just did an episode. It'll be on the Patreon but where we went through stories of three of Portland's early brothels and their owners. Oh, nice.
2: So so the the weird questions questions that I ask are not like super weird. It's a psychology profiling that I do. So I ask what your favorite color is, and then I want you to list three deep reasons why. And this also tells me how well you're going to follow directions. Yeah, and that's an important thing in yes. this situation. And then I say, "What's your favorite animal?" And less, three deep reasons why. And your favorite form or body of water. Okay, so examples okay. would be like lakes, oceans, a bathtub, snow, rain. You know, toilet water, whatever. Can you
0: can you come up with something? Uh, one of the other states of matter as well to describe. Your, I like that you had that in there. Snow, like to, yeah. You got you got mist. What do you got? What, what do you got, cloud boy? Yeah, seriously. Club do you girl. have the Club dampness person.
1: of your bedroom in Portland in the middle I, of winter?
0: I I, I do like <laughs> I do like that. I already failed at being a sub because I was like, nope, I don't have deep reasons. It's just blue. It's just
2: some people really don't, and that's okay. But it 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 gives me an insight into how your brain works.
0: What's the least? like?
2: There was one person um, who filled out my form, and they were like. I'm a very technical person. I'm not very artistic. I have a very hard time visualizing things in my head and all this other stuff. So, like, that gives me some insight into how my yeah. brain works and what they're like and what buttons I can then push. Ooh. So, <laughs> yeah. Yeah.
0: Uh, so we invited you on to talk about that but yes. also to talk Sorry. No 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 you're fine. No, <laughs> do no. we want
1: to break before we do yeah, this? Yeah, I was going to yeah. say okay. we'll,
0: we'll we'll I think this is kind of a good spot to break and then mm-hmm. if you're listening to this in the feed the next episode we're going to talk about kind of the 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 issues you have to deal with with law enforcement and like kind of some of the things I want to I want to talk about somebody specific and kind of their ilk but I want to give people an idea of the things you're facing currently if you're a sex worker of any kind if you're somebody like me who just has naked pics people can buy like if you wanted people it's available or if there's somebody like i also know i'm not bragging but i've met some full service sex workers Mm -hmm. and and everybody on that spectrum faces stuff i know you're not full service exactly obviously but like
2: Well, that's the reason that sex work, the the universal symbol is a red umbrella, because we all fall under this umbrella of sex work. Even if you're full service, if you're just doing like OnlyFans or online content creation, if you're, you know, um, doing stripping, if you're dominatrix, things like that, it's all under the same umbrella. And that's why we call for solidarity.
0: Nice. And that's, that's what we, we love, solidarity on recyclables. So. Yay! So thanks for this episode. So you guys, i probably have to you again. Yeah, that sounds about right. I do. Thank you for picking up Recyclables today. Donations to the ACAST streaming service are, of course, always welcomed, but the best way to support the show is by going to patreon.com forward slash recyclables and becoming a patron today. If you can't do that, another great way is by liking, subscribing, sharing, rating, and reviewing the podcast on whatever podcast listening service you use. All right, thanks.